it's a kids movie based off of app where yeah. you slingshot birds and the that pigs. crazy here so, we are not getting paid to do a podcast and we should be creating some stupid video game on our phone right yeah. to turn it into a movie seriously <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review X-Men Apocalypse. With the emergence of the world's first mutant, Apocalypse, the X-Men must unite to defeat his extinction-level plan. Jacob, let's check out that trailer. I saw the end of the world. I could feel all this death. Gene, it was just a dream. You wander through the willows In the forest you were found I've been called many things over many lifetimes Trying to hide Ram, Krishna, Yahweh Ever since the world found out about mutants There have been secret societies Who see them as some kind of second coming or sign of God They believe that tens of thousands of years ago An ancient being was born the world's first mutant. You are all my children, and you're lost because you follow blind leaders. But I am here now. I'm here for you. Wherever this being was, he always had four followers he would imbue with power. Like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I got that one from the Bible. Or the Bible got it from him. What is it? Oh, God. He can control all of us. The world needs the X-Men. That's why I'm here. To fight. Not all of us can control our powers. Then don't. This is war. Everything they built... Ashes of their world, we'll build a better one. I've never felt power like this before. Thank you, sir. I am Brandon Rabard, joined as always by Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson, and this is Pulp Fliction X Men Apocalypse, the third in the series of kind of the. Uh, how would you? I think you the call reboots. This? I say reboots, I call them the yeah. reboots. Yeah, the, the prequel. It's weird because it's like a connected reboot. Right. It's like a thing. prequel reboot. It's weird. Yeah. That but is at the same weird. time, there's still like Hugh Jackman is still in both worlds. It's a weird deal. Even it, Deadpool was confused. To he me, didn't it's know. like Brian Singer's way of fixing X Men Three, and kind of ignoring the Wolverine movies. Right. And just make just fixing it for these prequels, but then at the same time. There's its own flaws that are coming with him still being attached to the series. Right. But I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 It's a weird deal. This uh, movie is like star-studded. So many known actors in this movie. Uh, whether you know their names or not, uh, you've seen them before. You got James McAvoy, of course, as Professor S. 
Uh, professor. <laughs> professor S. You messed up McAvoy and I was, Professor I was X. so paranoid. I thought I was going to say Professor Sex for some reason that I just stopped. That's a different, that's a different movie. <laughs> Might have been a better movie. That's uh, XXXMen. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Uh, Michael Fassbender <laughs> as Magneto. Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Nicholas Holt, her ex-boyfriend, that must have been weird, as Beast. Oscar Isaac. Rachel's favorite as what, Apocalypse. What? Rose Byrne, who is in everything nowadays. Yeah. She's everywhere as Moria. Uh, and then Evan Peters from American Hor- Horror Story what, fame what? as Quicksilver. Then Sophie Turner. Yeah. I was going to special shout out to Sansa Stark as Jean Grey. Uh, Ty Sheridan, which I know as the kid from Mud as a Cyclops. I think the only one left really is like Olivia Munn. Yes. Yeah. As Oklahoma. Psylocke. Yeah. Her uh, her eye doctor, her dad is my eye doctor. Really? True story. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to tell you a story about that later on. Really, really depressing story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how Brandon could have gone out with Olivia Munn. Yeah, Spoiler alert that, for anyone that's, listening that's that like, really oh, isn't. what's that story? It is. Gosh. <laughs> kick myself every day. I love you, Misty. Uh, <laughs> did I see Ali Sheedy was in this? Yeah, yeah. She's the I teacher. Did- She's the teacher she really? of Cyclops when she kicks him out. I did not realize that. Yeah. How I, I, random. I didn't either, either I saw a review later. How weird. I had no idea. But yet my brain that. recognized it. Yeah. yeah. How weird. Um, okay, let's get to our initial thoughts of X-Men Apocalypse. I know that this was Rachel's number one most anticipated movie of 2016. One, I think, because of Oscar Isaac. and then didn't two, hurt. And then two, because X-Men is like your favorite I love comic X-Men. book story so your initial thoughts on x-men apocalypse wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, i kind of knew that trumpet. okay so i it was my most anticipated movie and then the reviews came out and then i was like oh this movie's gonna suck and then i saw it and it was very average so it ended up falling somewhere in between my expectations and then my reset expectations from the critic reviews which i think i mean it's not like horribly rotten i think it's somewhere in the 40s yeah so it's not like a 12 or something it was hovering around 50 percent, 48 so i mean it's 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 not super rotten but it's still rotten and that's that's fair i would also give it a rotten rating um there were a couple good things about it there were a lot of average things about it and there were a handful of bad things about it I'd say that's fair. It's yeah. kind of my overall thoughts on it. Okay, but well, we'll we'll come back okay. to well, some issues. What, let me ask you real quick: What were your opinions of the uh, the first two, uh, Days of Futures Past, and the first one, which was um, First Class? First, first Class. class. Uh, I thought they were both great. Yeah. I I really liked First Class. I know a lot of people like Days of Future Past, maybe even more. I didn't. I liked First Class better, but uh, Days of Future great. Past it um, it cleaned up a lot of problems with x-men 3 like it was a it was a very we're sorry movie Mm -hmm. let me fix that for you they did it in a really good way in a very logical way and i really liked the first two which is why i was really anticipating this one not just because of oscar isaac but that didn't hurt anything but yeah i I liked the first two quite a bit i think how brian singer's done with all you know he's done four movies now the first two original x-men and then you know i guess well, yeah, these last two, because I yeah, guess uh, first Vaughn. First and last two, yeah. Uh, was it Matt Vaughn? Did the, Matt Vaughn, yeah. Did the, I don't did think that he's... Uh, I'm not like a huge Brian Singer fan, but he's fine. I, I don't feel like... He doesn't... He's average to me. He doesn't really stand out. Yeah. 
Uh, most of the time he's hit. He does have some misses in there every once in a while, but I don't know. I'm fine with Brian Singer doing it. At least he's better than Zack Snyder. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something and, that's weird about Snyder, though, because, all right, so you did the usual suspects, a movie that has great depth, great characters, yeah. good storyline. Of course, he wrote that, and I think people had a lot of expectations for him going forward. And then once he kind of got into this X-Men world, it's like, he never went back to yeah. anything else that wasn't kind of this fantasy comic book you know, style of movies. Right. I mean, we had Which, Superman movies, we had or Superman Returns. We had all these X-Men movies. What else has he done in there? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but the thing about these X-Men movies, and I thought this about almost all of his X-Men movies, was that, you know, I enjoyed them for what they were. I really enjoyed Wolverine and almost all of them. Like, there were a couple of characters that really stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, there's a couple that easily stand out for me. Yeah. I'm trying to think of um, Professor X, the old guy. Oh, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, like Patrick Stewart, you know, uh-huh. he stood out. Uh, but overall, all the characters were very muted, um, boring. Yes. And sometimes they don't have a lot of chemistry. Yep. Now, right now, I'm talking a lot more about the first two X-Men. So, like, the guy who played Cyclops, James Marsden. Yeah, James yeah. Marsden. Um, you know, I like uh, who played Jean Grey in other movies, but I didn't care much for her. What's her name? I agree, but I've never... Uh, uh, Famke Jansen. Yeah, Famke Jansen. Yeah, I, mean, I, I never really... I thought she was just okay, you know. And I've never really liked that character, Jean Grey. I've never really liked Jean Grey to begin with, and okay. so and I don't have. Well, K is well. It's just funny because you know there's a lot of really either. cool, you know, mutants, comic book characters, right. and then almost all of these movies are having to focus on Jean Grey because her powers right. are the most powerful. Yes. But she's never been very interesting. But to then you. it's like, okay, well, that's right. And then they hire. They hire Sophie Turner, who, you know, I think she's good in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think she but is, too. But once again, we have a Jean Grey character where she's just not that exciting. And I don't know if that's That's just Jean Grey. Or Jean Grey. That's Jean Grey. I never liked her in the comic books. I didn't like her in the cartoon series. She's just boring. She's got a super freaking awesome superpower. And she becomes Phoenix and Dark Phoenix and, like, all this stuff. And can basically dominate everybody, but she's like super boring, and so is Cyclops. Yeah. And these are two of your main characters. Right. Yeah. But that's that span for me. That spans all of them, not just like movies. For me, that's a problem with the characters in general. I've never been very interested in them. Right. So here we have these newer X Men, these reboots or prequels or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I think Fassbender's great. I actually, oh, he's great. I think uh, he's really, really good. James McAvoy. I think he's done a good job yes. with it. Yeah. Um, there are a couple. I mean, I think Jennifer Lawrence has her ups and her downs. Uh, she was criticized pretty heavily for this movie for just kind of going through the motion, but she didn't bother me. But again, maybe and maybe it was a product of too many characters and too many storylines. I think that's part yeah, of the issue. Yeah, I think issue. the script is the bigger. The issue. script but, is the issue. But I just noticed this over and over and over again with his X Men movies. It, it's like there's either too much or something's left out or there's just yeah. not enough chemistry. Something just always seems like it's missing. Just it, just not enough to, to really push me over. Like, I love it, Edge. Yeah. I've always enjoyed by it. It's just, you know, it's an entertaining movie, which is what we asked for. Right. right. You're right. And they're entertaining. But, but I think the problem is because there are so many characters, you don't really, truly get to know any of them very well. 
besides, they've done a good job with Magneto and Professor X. Oh, I think the Magneto character, they've done awesome yeah, with it. Yeah, they've done awesome with it. And well, honestly, Fassbender is great. But we've got to know those characters. They the spent an entire movie with them. Shout right. out to Ian Holm so, on that, too, because Ian Holm was yeah, a great Magneto, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, Ian McKellen. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you spoke to the police about what you believe you witnessed here yesterday. You want to know my powers? Know who I am. See what I can do. Think of the person you love most in your life. Now that person will know what it is to lose someone they love. Henrik, proszę cię. Nie rób tego. My name isn't Henrik. My name is Magneto. But yeah, because they spent some time and we got to know... They, they developed the characters. The problem is they haven't developed these other characters. All right, it's cool to see 25 X-Men in a movie, but if they only, they're basically just showing up and doing their powers. We're not spending time with them. We don't get to know them as people, their stories, their, you know, what makes them tick. And that's what made... Any scene, any like fun little personal details about them. They just show up. Here's the powers. We got a, We got this mission. Let's do it. And that's why this movie to me was very mediocre because yeah. it was just it was just action they just assume that you're going to know these characters i guess at this point they don't want to invest any time uh introducing the new characters at all like we they introduced freaking storm storm is one of the main x-men and they spent no time for you to get to know her whatsoever she just kind of showed up and she was a bad guy and then she's a good guy yeah. like yeah they, but they spent no time with her whatsoever they had jubilee i don't think they said her name even once we never nope. saw her power she's been like she made four appearances in x movies and i don't think they've ever brought up her name once so there's so many characters I don't know who that is do you exactly. know who Jubilee is? Always yeah. the one who wears the yellow jacket and has like she's shoots Asian. The, she shoots Jubilee. fireworks yeah, see, out of her hands. Because, uh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't spend any time with her. They, she, fan. she had. <laughs> she had a few lines, but I don't even recall them ever saying her name. Not even Jubilee, like her actual yeah. name. Which I can't in this movie of. alone, there is a cut scene though where they are going to the mall, like they talked about. But that's cut out of this movie. But right. she does have more speaking lines where the kids get to know each other better, which is what you're asking for. But you're right; they don't really no, go they, back to it. There's no we, we they introduced so many cool characters in this and we didn't get to know a single one of them right which and they did in really X-Men three which they sometimes which they did in almost all the movies they they show you just enough like there are some where they've shown Colossus and yeah. you know it's like oh awesome Colossus is here and then maybe he has one line and you see him punch somebody but they don't really go further with it I think right. that was in X Men three say Deadpool in the Wolverine movies and of course this isn't uh, Brian Singer, but whatever you get my point. They they give you just enough, you know. But they're assuming a lot of the audience that they just know these characters and they're already attached to them. Yeah, they're, 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 they're more so like Easter eggs, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we I appreciate it, and like I don't need a full story on the Blob. I don't need that, but I, it was kind of well, cool. No. Shout out to him in Apocalypse. Yeah, but like Psylocke, for instance, a big character. In the and Marvel she's Universe. Awesome. And Olivia, like, so Olivia Munn, play, Munn plays Psylocke, and she she's really underused in this yes. movie. Also, that, Psylocke is mostly a good guy. I'd like to yep. overuse Throughout her. the comic book universe, and yet, you know, so they don't really 
you know, deal with that character at all. Yes. And that also made me upset because Psylocke is one of my favorites. And they didn't, they didn't use her at all. She just kind of showed up and fight like Storm. Like they didn't cover anything about these characters. And that was upsetting because I was looking forward to meeting these characters. And I think that they have a great cast. I think they've done a really good job. They have a lot of talent and they completely poo pooed it away. Like, how do you have Oscar Isaac? And they didn't, they gave him like generic bad guy lines. Like, yeah, they, there was no personality. There was no personality whatsoever to Apocalypse. He just kind of showed up and he was Mr. Evil. I'm going to destroy the world. Like, with no real. We didn't get to know him at all. That's the same way with all these characters. But you would think the movie is named after this character. We would spend a little bit more time with them, get to know what. You know, what motivates him? Why is he so evil? I mean, I get we saw him back in the day, but... We, we kind of got his origin, but we didn't get anything else. No. Well, like, so for the uh, for the Avenger universe, Loki is our repeat, you know, bad guy. For this universe, Magneto is our repeat bad guy. But all these comic book movies, and you probably can do it with Batman movies or uh, maybe Spider-Man. I'll come back to that because I haven't really thought about it that quickly. But they have, um, they just have this problem with they, these great villains, and they just come and go in one movie. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't need a Empire Strikes Back every single movie where it keeps me on a cliffhanger. But Apocalypse was a big guy, big, a big, big deal. deal. He shouldn't just show up and be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the span of one movie, right? Like he should be a repeat villain. Like he's supposed to be the ultimate kind of bad a. In this particular universe, correct? I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, he's got a whole... He's basically collecting mutants' powers. Right. And has been for since the beginning of time, basically. So, yeah, he should be a pretty formidable enemy. Yeah, he should be, but he just shows up and dies. And now... So, whoever... Like, let's say we have some more X-Men movies. Well, I mean, nobody's going to be as big a badass as Apocalypse. They could kill Apocalypse. He kind of just did like the... Magneto seems to be, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think Magneto's he's, an awesome bad guy. Oh, he is. He is, but more so than I remember. Maybe it's because I watched them as a kid, but more so than I remember in like the cartoons and stuff. There wasn't this struggle of like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He was just a straight up bad guy sure. and all of that stuff. So he's a recurring villain, but is he? Because he always switches. Like so, he does how, how bad of a guy is Magneto? To really? really know because I. You know, from watching the cartoons and I guess the first couple of X Men movies, seems like a bad guy. But then that third one, he became a good guy. Right. And of course, how many times is Professor X gonna play be buddies say with there's him, good in you, watch and... him kill a bunch of people, and then let him yeah. say, "Hey, we're still buds." Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we still up for Chest Night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I think the problem is okay. Like Magneto, we think him. We love that character. But think about it. we got a whole movie with him, that scene where we saw his parents die and how that affected him. All right, well, we see what shaped him, and we were able to bond with him and feel for him and feel emotion for him. We don't feel emotion for these other characters. They just show up and they have their powers. If we could, like, look at the Avengers movies, look at the Spider-Man movies, Batman, Superman, you get to know these people. You know their personality traits. You more you know more than just their powers. But if you're coming away from this movie and you're like, okay, so tell me some personality traits of Psylocke or Storm. Or Cyclops, you can't tell me any any personality traits. You can right. just tell they me throw what in, their powers they, are. They just throw in just a little bit in there, but it, it's like so. Cyclops is 
you know, Brothers with Havoc. Now, I know that from the comic books. Right. And they just kind of threw that in there all of a sudden. Yeah. But, you know, they could have explored it a little bit more. Even if they had, ha- you know, Havoc was in the first movie. He was in a first class. Couldn't they have thrown an Easter egg in there, like, with Scott Summers? Right. Right. Know, in yeah. the, like, when they right. were drafting him for the yeah. group. You know, something. It's just something. And shouldn't there have been some sort of emotional breakdown, some sort of reaction from Cyclops when he finds out his brother died? I don't remember there, it. There was. I, there was. Was there? Yeah. I don't remember it. He freaked out and he said it should have been him. Oh, edit that part out, Jacob. That's right. I remember that now. <laughs> I don't remember it. See, you don't remember really? either? Like I don't. A, like no, he, see was, was... he was really tore up because they got back and then he was like, where's my brother? And they were like, he was the closest to the blast. And and, and Quicksilver says, I thought I got everybody. And I they were like, that. he's okay, closest to the that. blast. And then he started like crying. He was like, that should have been me. He see, brought that, me that, here. He was only me. here because of me. Y'all realize, so that, y'all realize that Havoc then. and Beast were the reason that the mansion blew up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I will say the, the my favorite part about just like in um, Days, of Future, Days Past. of Future Past, my favorite part by far was Quicksilver. So and his good. Scene, yes. His slow-mo scene. His slow-mo song scene. This time it was Eurythmics. Uh, Sweet, Sweet Dreams. Dreams. I love that scene. By far the best scene in the movie. For They're me. just cool when they when they pull it's that so off. So yeah. good. Yeah, I would honestly watch an hour and a half of that, and probably. I wish they to... would make a freaking Quicksilver movie That'd because be Quicksilver is quickly becoming my favorite character in these reboots. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he steals. He does steal the scene every time he's in it. Oh, absolutely! Just a fun character. He actually yeah. has personality. He has personality. Yes, that's he does. What, and, that's, and that's what I was kind of getting at originally. Like, so many of these characters are just kind of muted and yes, boring. yeah, they are cardboard cut in a way, kind of like the cutter. Superman. It in, is, it's true Snyder. though. There are several, yeah. there are several X Men that are just kind of boring. But are that's why I always like, you know, yeah, they're they supposed are. to be kind of more happy and you know animated. I, I know Something. that uh, you know Mystique, she's a little bit different and and whatever. But you know, Fastbender and McAvoy, they're doing their thing and they're awesome. But you yeah. know, we've got so much that great things that we can do here and yeah. they're just too serious for kids. And I don't know that I would put so much on Jennifer Lawrence. I can see why people thought she was just going through the emotion. No, I think it was emotions. just the script. Yeah. I just think it was a script. I mean, you give her the lines, what is she supposed to do with them? They completely really underused with. all of their talent. Like across the board, they yeah. misused all of their talent. I think that's Zack Snyder. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Singer. that's Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Yeah. But yeah. here's my deal. I, I would say I'm like you overall. I was entertained. I was never bored. I never really loved it. No. I was fine with it. I was just kind of fine with the whole movie. Too long? To, I'll forget about it. Uh, when you when you talk to me about Apocalypse 10 years from now, I'll be like, oh, that Quicksilver scene was cool. That's probably about all I'll yep. remember. That's kind of yep. unfortunately how I am, except for like maybe the first X-Men. I've seen it multiple times. But if you, were to ask, if you were to quote or talk about a scene in the third movie, honestly, really in first class, I, I'm probably going to forget a lot of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think most of these movies I give a seven, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. They're this, in a, in a, that's what they said. They're they're entertaining. Yeah. They so, are. but you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I, Rach, I, you, I liked, you it, liked okay. it okay. I, you, I, no, I liked I, it okay. I, I mean, after, after my excitement was crushed from the reviews... It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going yeah. to be after that because I was like, oh, this movie's going to suck so bad. And it doesn't. It's just it's, it's just a very straightforward action movie. It's, it's a disappointment there. in that they could do so much more with the X-Men. 
Yeah, and with and, the cast. And with the talent they have, man, they have so much talent in their cast, and and they didn't give them anything to work with, and that's really upsetting to the me. The box office has been disappointing. Well, and it should be. It's, it's not that great the, of a movie. The, <laughs> the studio's pretty upset with, with how little money it's made so far compared to what they the expectations were. Right, a know, better script. I know it was less than uh, Days of Future Past for opening weekend. Yeah. They're also hitting on a lot of, I mean... They've got a lot of boring. My favorite characters have always been Wolverine, which that was nice. That was a nice cameo. That was it really was. cool. Yeah, that was cool. It was forced, but it was not. It, it was, was forced, cool. but yeah. it was cool. It was cool to see his um, oh his his uh, weapons at weapon, weapon X, X. Yeah. outfit. Yeah, so that was, was cool. nice. I, nod anyway. I like that, yeah. but I've always liked Wolverine because he has a personality. Though, I mean, wow. Yeah, that was awesome though. <laughs> it was. Even they were impressed with how bloody it was I, though. I loved it. Um, yeah, that's cool. Wolverine Gambit. Um, Rogue. These are all characters that had bigger, more defined personalities in the comics and in the cartoon, and they haven't introduced any of these characters. Of course, if they would introduce them, apparently we're not going to get to know them anyway, so probably doesn't matter. But you know they're coming out with a Gambit movie, right? Yeah, I know. That's Channing Tatum. We'll see how that goes. So, do you <laughs> think? Because there will be other X Men movies, I am assuming. I'm pretty sure there's going to be other X Men, yeah, more X Men movies. They would do to me. They would do themselves a service by taking on the more Marvel way of doing things and introducing these characters with their own movies. Like give Cyclops his own movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be a really super boring movie. But I heard but someone yeah. suggest giving it like a Bourne type style of movie where it's more military. But I don't know. Yeah, I could see. I I think the problem with doing separate movies for the X-Men is they all live together. So it's kind of hard to do a movie about say, just unless you're going to do an origin story, but then their origins aren't that because they don't really, that's true. They're not super fleshed out. Yeah. They're not super fleshed out before some of these do. I mean, like obviously they had the Wolverine ones. There yeah. are some, there are some that have been around longer than others right. that you could do you whole stories now, about. But like, I mean, how interested would you have been in an Iron Man origin story before the first Iron Man came out? Well, I'm just saying like, but Iron Man is kind of a separate entity. Like it's because they all live together at the X-Men house. Like it's kind of hard to do. Not all of them stay though. Well, yeah, but I'm just thinking like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're right though. I think it would be hard. They're all independent. Yeah. All the Avengers are in their own. Right, places. that's what I'm saying. Like, I would say Iron the Man ones that aren't are Gambit, clearly Wolverine. Right, uh, and I would watch them. Obviously I, Deadpool. Yeah. You know, I think, well, I think Jubilee would be an interesting one, but they'll never venture into that because no. of the market. That's not going to say her which name is, Which is kind of funny because the biggest market is China, and yet they won't yeah, she's, you know, explore Jubilee or uh, Psylocke, for that matter, because she's yeah. also Asian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's an interesting, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nightcrawler would have a good backstory. Uh, yeah, he would. they could make he's, a whole he's Nightcrawler the son movie. Of, I love uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is actually the son of Mystique. Yeah, and uh, the red face guy in First Class. Yep, uh, I can't think of his name. I can't either, actually. But um, yeah, they've got a cool Nightcrawler story. dude. Was uh, was the kid from Slow West? Did you realize that? <laughs> oh, he is. Isn't yeah. He? He yeah. did pretty good. Yeah, he did pretty well. I knew I recognized him, but yeah. he had that blue shit on his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really like Nightcrawler, too, by the way. He was one of my favorites as well. He's just a cool character. He is a cool character, and, and again, he's always he been a really sweet it. kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was, it was disappointing. I was fine with it. I It wasn't 
a great movie by any means, but I was entertained. So. Sound like Brent and I are about the same. Yeah. You know, held me over for this weekend. What's next? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. all these summer blockbusters. Yeah. I mean, in, this is a year that we've had Batman v Superman. We've had Captain America Civil War. And now we've got, you know, X-Men, whichever one this is. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And okay. you know, a lot of big showdowns, a lot of comic book characters in, the, in these three movies. Yeah, yeah. A lot of comic book characters. I mean, it's a lot to digest. It is. I mean, I've had... I'll say this, like, you know, I thought they handled Civil War very well, but when I talked to my parents, they say it's overkill, which really? I was like, really? I said, because, you know, the second st- characters, they were only in there for a little bit of the movie, right. but they handled it just right. Uh, we all know that, we all agree that Batman v Superman was a you know, disaster. Yeah. And I think, obviously, I think this is right in the middle between yeah, both. Sure. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. I mean, for me, it was just fun to see some of the characters but I was kind of disappointed in how they treated it, you know. And Storm was yep. a really good example of that. Um, yeah, I did not. I, I did not think she was going to be one of the horsemen. No, Sans horse. Yeah. No, that was yeah. weird. There were no horsemen. That was horses weird. in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. she, she hey, that just, chick is really pretty. That plays Storm. She is really pretty. I don't know who she is, but she's really pretty. Yeah, she, uh, her name is Alexandra Ship. Uh, I think she's British. She is. She is really, really pretty. Uh, but you had Halle Berry playing her before, so you had to pick somebody hot. So that is <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. Anything else you guys want to add? Not me. Let's talk about now the things that we've <laughs> seen lately. What have we been watching lately? Jacob, what have you been watching lately? A lot of the stuff I've been watching is mostly streaming movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Netflix, I watched uh, Pleasantville since they recently released it on there. Uh, y'all fans of Pleasantville? Uh, I liked it. I watched it once, liked it, moved on. Yeah, directed by Gary Ross, who uh, also directed the first Hunger Games movie. Oh, yeah. Which he was actually highly criticized for. He also directed Sea Biscuit and apparently Big. I did not know that. Oh, well, um, Big's his best so movie then. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Big. Um, but it, it stars uh, Tobey Maguire um, and Reese Witherspoon. You also have J- uh, Jeff Daniels, Joan Allen, and uh, William H. Macy. And it came out in 1998. Now, I know this movie uh, was up for a couple Oscars. I don't know if it won. Probably cinematography, I would um, imagine. Yeah, probably well, so. So, okay, uh, art Best Art Direction, direction Best yeah. Costume Design, and Best Music and Score. And I definitely would agree with the art design stuff because yeah. it did some really cool stuff oh, with black awesome. and white. Yeah. Especially when, like, uh, Tobey Maguire wipes the makeup, you know, that was off really cool. of Joan Allen's really, face, really, cool. he's really putting it on. Yeah, that just was super pretty, cool. pretty cool tricks in there. Yeah, and uh, you know, nineteen ninety eight. That's just to me. That's thinking outside the box. You know, yeah. how can you, you know, take color in like a nineteen fifties Leave It to Beaver kind of? Yeah. How can you input color into that kind of a TV series or yeah. show? And honestly, this is the perfect kind of movie for Tobey Maguire. Yeah, because I is. think he is so one dimensional that. You know, something like this suits him pretty good. For sure. I mean, I, I do see why he's cast for Peter Parker and Spider-Man yeah. because, you know, Peter Parker is supposedly a nerd. Yeah. But, you know, this is more, I think, on his level. Yeah. And, like, say the Cider House rules, you know, he's puny and kind of pathetic or pushover. <laughs> <laughs> and so that fit him perfectly. There's, yeah. I mean, there, and I like, 
Tobey Maguire sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would and agree I liked him in this movie. And I thought Reese Witherspoon was great too. Of course, she was on that run back in the late 90s where she yeah. had done Fear. Yeah. You know, she was like the wild, she was a wild girl in Pleasantville here. Yeah, you know, she was kind good of, there for, before she started doing all her stupid, brainless rom-coms. Right. She was doing good movies and acting well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, good flick, fun to watch. It's streaming on Netflix right now. I am surprised and impressed that you watched on your own free will the Tobey Maguire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pleasant Blue. I've seen it several times. Yeah. So I just hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. I, I more so just like the concept and the, the concept the, is super cool. The art direction yeah. part of it. Just Friends recently came out. Dude. Okay, I, I want to talk about this movie right now. I want to talk about this movie because what makes this movie good? Anna Ferris. Is that what it is? She's I, I, I don't so know, good. I don't she know if it's hilarious. in between her. I mean, I think Ryan I think Amy Smart's too. really good in it. Amy Smart's. I mean, funny. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you know, he's got his weird sense of humor, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't in this movie. But Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris is awesome. She is hilarious. And I think Amy Smart's awesome. Man. Amy Smart's really good. But I swear, I told somebody this. That Anna Faris's performance in Just Friends is, is one of my favorite female comedy performances ever. I think she's hilarious. She yeah, is. She's, awesome, she's hysterical. She plays that like, like when she like growls at the other girl and stuff, <laughs> and then like the whole like blueberry, like all that stuff. Like, just everything she does is so funny and likable. And oh, she's playing a a crazy ass bitch. Yeah, but she's so funny and. Charming while she's doing it because you and I would completely recognize that this is a this isn't a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. You know, but there's it's some hysterical. there's some really I don't know just just there's bad like, corny corny. Yeah, there's some lowbrow stuff in it, but to me, like you said, Anna Faris, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart are all so funny in it. I, I think this you do I, have to like the underdog story as well. There are things in the story that I like. Yes, ideas in the story. So like yes. you know the underdog. Yeah. Now it turns out the underdog worked out super good looking, got good looking, and now it's kind of a dick. Yeah. But it still comes back, and you know he tries to win the charm of this. You know, can a lot of people identify with that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Right. And and fine, maybe I do. Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but that does see. I I excuse the corny and lowbrow. Yeah. Because the story is just enough to keep my interest. Plus, I just laugh every time Anna Ferris is on there. Yeah, she's so funny. I mean, really, for me, I I think all the things you said. I if it was another actress in there, I would still like the movie and think it was a fun movie. But because Anna Ferris is so funny in it. That's why I love it so much. That's why I think it's a hilarious movie, just because of her. I just don't know how often we're going to be able to talk about Just Friends. Oh, yeah. And I want to take this opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I recognize what it is, but I also recognize that I like it. I love it. It's really funny. I, mean, it, yeah. I guess it's a guilty pleasure. If that's what you want to Back call in it. our day, when we used to have like a group of like 20 people that hung out every weekend. Just Friends, there for a while, was one that we watched a few times. We did. It was, it was, it was I've watched it lots of times. Yeah. And it also has a really cool so- a song in it called uh, Eyes by Wagon Wheel. Not Wagon Wheel. I remember that song. That <sighs> nah, should be more on top of that one. I might delete yeah. that out. I'm going to have to listen to it later. I know I know that song. It's a good song. Yeah, I'll just plug it in here. Missed the last train home. Tell me that I'm not alone. Oh, 
pushing myself to finish this part to handle a lot. One thing I miss. two more real quick uh i watched uh, mission impossible 3 because uh you know it's a jj abrams movie i forgot that jj abrams yeah. kind of helped reboot that after you know the second one came out and was kind of a flop by ang lee yeah uh, this has philip seymour hoffman as the bad guy uh michelle monahan who not hard to look at yeah as the uh, the love interest but you know with a lot of these mission impossible movies they're all really good but they're all really forgettable they, uh, they all really they run together they mesh together yeah so much I can't distinct one from the other. Not at all. And when I was rewatching this, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this one, you have the rabbit's foot that he's foot that he's trying to track uh, down. I totally forgot. I remember that. And yeah, yeah. I didn't even remember that until I rewatched it. But hey, if you want a good action flick, you know J.J. Abrams J.J. Abrams delivers. And Tom Cruise is great. Good bad guy. Seymour Hoffman's a good bad guy. It's streaming on Netflix. Um, yeah, just kind of want to throw that out there. Uh, lastly. I decided to just watch a dumb comedy to go along with a couple other dumb comedies I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Get Hard. Um, Did you? Had you seen it before? No. Okay. No. I, I, I generally don't like these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought I would be completely annoyed by Kevin Hart. To, to my surprise, it was completely flip-flop. I was pretty annoyed by Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah. And Kevin Hart was pretty funny. I actually agree. Outside Ke- of uh, somewhere at the end. But other than that, he was like calm. Yeah. Rational. Yeah. Funny when he needed to be funny. Yeah. He delivered. He, I mean, I really enjoyed him in this and it really surprised me. I think Kevin Hart was funnier than Will Ferrell in that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it because I thought it was going to be really stupid. It wasn't great by any means, but I yeah. laughed. I mean, it has its flaws, but... You know, uh, yeah, I laughed a couple of times, and of course, I can't point it out because I think it was two weeks ago since I watched it, and I've watched a lot of movies since then. But yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure it's streaming on HBO right yeah. now. Uh, I'm going to stop there. All right. All right, good choice. I'm really glad you brought up Just Friends. That was the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> Rachel, I'm going to go next. Uh, <laughs> okay, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> forgot you wanted me to go first. I want to talk about Sing Street, and the reason I want to talk about it is because it is my new number one movie of 2016. Uh, this, you texted us about this. This was John Carney, the same writer and director as Once and Begin Again. Now, I am a huge Once fan. Huge. It was my number one movie of that year. Love it. Love the soundtrack. And saw the musical, the live musical. They did an adaptation. Um and then I liked Begin Again a lot. I didn't love it, but I liked it quite a bit. It was with uh, Keira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I uh, remember that movie. It was a it was good, clever, good. fun yeah. movie. This guy has a real talent for directing musical romantic comedies. And he 
with like real drama in them, and that's how this was. And he writes all the songs. He's just hugely talented. This is pretty much a no-name cast except for Aiden Gillen, who is uh, Littlefinger, Peter Baelish in Game of Thrones, slash he was in The Wire. Other than that, pretty much a no-name cast. It's basically about a kid in the 80s from Ireland who goes to a new school. He was going to like a ritzy school because he's really smart, uh, but then his parents can't afford it anymore, so he goes to kind of like a poor school. And to impress a really, really hot girl, he tells her that he's in a band. And so basically he forms with these kind of outcasts a band. Oh, I saw the trailer for this. It's a great movie. So it's good. Okay. It's it's such a feel-good movie. Whereas once was like a little heavy. This has drama in it, no doubt. It's got drama in it. But it's such a feel-good, happy movie. And the songs are fun because they're 80s inspired. They're all original, but... He's like kind of gets obsessed with Duran Duran and the music of the '80s, and his older brother was kind of he's kind of this cool like kind of flame out, smokes pot all the time. He's really into music, and he's an influence on the little brother. And then the the romance trying to win over this really hot girl, she ends up being in their music videos. I, I thought Captain America: Civil War like I loved it, and it was my number one. But after seeing Sing Street, it's my new number one of the year. Really? So. Go see it. I okay. loved it, loved it, loved it. That's hey, all I really want to talk about, because I know that you're going to talk about something else that I that we watched together, so I'll jump in. Uh, I saw Angry Birds. <laughs> did you really? I did. Oh. I did see Angry Birds. When you have a movie pass, sometimes you're just like, hey, why not? I'm not really, I've already paid for this in anything I want to see, so. I think, I mean, that's well kind of one of those where Birds. could either do really well or terribly um it was the number one movie the weekend it came out it beat out um oh like the fourth week of captain america oh nice guys probably (laughs) and nice guys yeah beat out nice guys Uh, it was not as good as nice guys spoiler alert it was angry it's a it's fine but even for a kids movie i didn't think it was very clever um there was one running joke that made the entire movie worth watching because it was so funny and it was more the inflection in the character's voice than anything else. And the timing of it. And the timing was, it was perfect. It was a recurring joke. And Rachel and I saw it together. Uh-huh. And we laughed hysterically at this <laughs> Like way louder than anyone else. Yeah. And probably I mean, way louder than we should have. So it must have been an audience. adult joke. Not really. Not really. There's, okay. okay. So if you've seen it, this will be funny. It won't be funny Not to Jacob because you joke, haven't seen like it. Not an inside joke that maybe an adult it's would do. It's a... A bird that's a mime, and the only times he speaks is when he's reacting to something, and his reaction is always, oh, my God. And he says it just like that, but you have to watch it. <laughs> You'd have uh, to be there. Uh, who did we say? Funny. It was, um, oh, my gosh. The guy that plays. Development. Yeah, the guy, not. Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Tony Hale is the voice of this character. Oh, okay. and God, just, there's a lot of voice actors yeah, in this. The, yeah, Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, Peter Dinklage, Sean Penn, who kind of like uh, Groot only said, I'm Groot or whatever. Sean Penn only grunted throughout this movie. That's yeah, all he did. His character weird. was like the big, big, big bird. Do you all know who Birds. produced this movie? No, I have no idea. Yeah, I'll look into it. Go ahead and do your... But anyways, most of it was... It was cute. It was fine. There's nothing really. There's not a whole lot there. It's a it's a kids movie based off of 
app where yeah. you slingshot birds Isn't into pigs. Isn't that crazy? Here so, we are not getting paid to do a podcast and we should be creating some stupid video game on our phone right? to turn it into a movie. Seriously. <laughs> so it was fine. I gave it a six, but Tony Hale's joke, running joke was freaking hilarious. So yeah. if if your kids want to see it, at least know that you're going to enjoy that part. That was so funny. I like Tony Hale. He's... Buster and Arrested Development. Yeah. He always makes me laugh. Um, and and I also, also in Veep. I also just want to throw out there that I saw Neighbors 2, which I don't know oh. if we've discussed at all. I think Save so. for the next podcast. So, okay, then. Nope. Done. It, I'm done now. Well, because that's the other one that you want to talk about, right? We're I gonna, thought we're we had like 15 things. Oh, okay. Once you ran through the list, I thought we had more, but we can talk about the next yeah, one. So, I mean, cut, yeah, we'll cut that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Psych. Okay, uh, yeah, that's it. Angry Birds. <laughs> it's the only thing I've watched in two weeks. Budget was seventy three million and opening weekend it made thirty eight. Yeah, so it'll make its money back. Uh, I I doubt if it it'll be like right on the edge of Oh probably. actually it's already grossed seventy five, so it's made it back. Yeah. Oh okay. Nice. When I went I forgot well, there was a weeks. there was a decent amount of people in there yeah. when we went. It'll probably kinda it'll probably make right around a hundred million, which which would be good for a movie based on an app. I'd say that's pretty solid. That's cra- Isn't that crazy? It's so weird. Well, what was weird, the plot line of the movie is basically the video game that pigs come over and take their eggs. <laughs> oh, that's that's another, it's a horrifying thing. These uh, pigs are taking the birds' eggs to eat them. These are their babies. Yeah, they're, they're babies. Like, and throughout the story, like, these birds are, like, really attached to their <laughs> eggs because they're their babies. And then pigs take them. I was like, this is horrifying. It was. These pigs really are actually was. going to eat their babies. Do you think kids were understanding that? Uh, I don't know, but eventually they were, like... They mentioned like they're going to eat them, and the birds were like, "They're going to eat them." Like yeah. it's like, yeah, this is horrifying. They didn't just steal your eggs; they are actually going to eat your children. Wow! Yeah. So well, when you really think about it, this is a video game movie. We've got several video game movies this year. Yeah, yeah. Warcraft, the World of Warcraft, and, and apparently Assassin's Creed coming out later. That's this year. true. Yep. And and, and angry in about fifteen to twenty years of video. Uh, video game movies they haven't had a lot of success you know no. I think yeah. Tomb Raider was one of the only ones yeah but a lot yeah. of them Resident have always Evil. kind of flopped I guess I don't know much about the Resident Evil series they, I mean they were successful but I knew yeah. that the games were great yeah yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers was flopped yeah oh yes <laughs> the <laughs> so, Tetris movie so, just didn't you know, go over so for this to make 75000000 million <laughs> is that a big deal yeah I mean it, it'll probably end up making right around $100 million. it'll probably stop about 90 to $100 million. That's it's a solid they're going to make money off of it. That's so a they'll solid be video game Especially movie, Especially when you right? incorporate worldwide, the worldwide box office, they'll end up making, and then DVD, video, streaming, they'll end up making a profit. So I wouldn't be completely shocked if there was an Angry Birds 2. Resident Evil came out in 2002, and it grossed $101.8 million worldwide. Wow. Its budget was $33 million. Yeah, see, I mean, so it, of course, inflation's in there, but still, yeah, but still, made a lot of awesome. money. Yeah, made a big profit. So there you go. Uh, I want to let everybody know that we are not going to do a top five list this week. We're actually going to also review the nice guys. So be sure to check out our other podcast where we review the nice guys this week. This is Pulp Fiction. Thank you for listening.